0: This is Bruce. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming Out of the Frontier, your podcast of giving you advice that hopefully you'll take, and if not, well, you'll have to just make those mistakes for yourself.
1: Can't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. Yeah, your, your real dad's right over
0: there In the gutter!
2: Again, this went dark Quickly, that's twice in one night, guys, <laughs> a new
0: record uh. Welcome to Gaming On the Frontier. This week uh, We're basically following up on Our uh, episode 700 And actually 701, with some Additional questions we didn't get to So we were basically giving our Based on our 30 to 40 Years of, of, of gaming Knowledge, of, of, of experience We're basically answering questions Of the best of, and, and other things like that so uh we're you know it's it's gonna be pre free form here it's you know there's no real focus we're just basically answering the questions that uh we came up with and of course if our hosts think of some other questions they want to ask for everyone's opinion that could happen too oh yeah all right so the very first question was for each of us to basically come back with was and was which game had the best non-human pc characters so, of in, in the history of gaming that you've experienced, which game would you say had the best non-human PCs?
1: I'm going to throw this out. I don't. I don't necessarily say this is my final answer, but it's it's one that this question made me think of, and it was a small little micro RPG published in a very early episode of White Wolf uh, magazine, a gaming magazine that was published out of Alabama during the, like the 80s or early. It was 90s. actually Atlanta. No, well, I mean I I, I remember. It was this particular one was published out of. And now it might have been that they later moved to Atlanta.
0: No, they started in Atlanta, and then they they might have moved somewhere else. But I was there wow. for the initial, the original meeting of White Wolf when they they said, "If you want to be part of this, you can be, but you're going to have to really commit to it." You know, so. And I said, I'd rather, uh, and I said, I'd rather fight the monsters than be the monsters. And so I stuck with TriTech. Or are but you I, talking
1: about the White Wolf, the the game development? Or like yes. I said, this
0: was a magazine. Okay. This
1: was a fanzine. All right.
0: Well, yeah. So, oh, wow. Any, okay. Any fanzine could be from anywhere. So sure.
1: Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it
0: makes sense I, to I, it I, be from Alabama, being the White Wolf is so close to you know, being yeah. in Atlanta. So, so, so go on, I, please. I'm sorry. Yeah, right? so.
1: Yeah, that's right. So anyway, this was like a little micro-RPG they, they put in one of their issues. That was, you play a robot in a Asimov-type universe, although it never... It never specifically says, although it does include the the three rules. Um, but the whole premise was you're playing a robot, and you're you could you would randomly roll to determine like how many wheels or legs you had, and and whether you followed the three laws of robotics or not, and and things like that. It was interesting, but the whole premise was you're playing a, a robot in an like an Asimov universe.
0: Yeah. Did you know that Tritech had uh, Mech Squash? It was basically one of the versions of their Monster Squash game that where you made monsters out of clay and fought mm-hmm. each other. Oh yeah! And they had one that was called Squash and they had tables in it where you'd roll. Uh, on the tables to see whether your 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 uh, your mech had wheels or or thrusters or or any or uh, legs or any other types of things. So you know they uh, so something like that,
1: right? Yeah, only this was strictly uh, you know an RPG. So it was strictly you know you're telling a story of being a robot that probably, although might not have to you know, obey the commands of your human masters and okay. do what they say and stuff well, like that. It was Okay, so
0: what about, okay, so tell me about the,
1: the, the gameplay
0: that would made you think that these were the you know, the best well human PCs. I'm not
1: saying this is my final answer. This just made me think of this. Was okay. You were creating, it was explicitly robots and non-humans and probably taking orders from humans. Almost kind of like paranoia in the sense that you're creating a, a servant to a higher power. Okay. But that, that's why I say it, I, you have to give me a little bit more time before I can come up with a, a best answer. Because this is just the one that came to my mind is when I saw this question first. Okay. How about you, Trev? Oh God!
2: Best non-human. Yeah. Oh wow. And this is hitting because it's like of all the stuff, but um. Oh wow. Uh. I was gonna say paranoia, because just you're playing a sex set of clones, and you go through one. Just yeah, I, it, the problem is they're human, but not human. Yes, you're a mutant.
0: Oh. You're you're a mutant and a member of a secret organization in, in a in a in a world where mutants and members of secret organizations are hunted down, and you're one of the hunters.
2: Yeah. Okay. I guess.
0: That was the basis for the game. Yeah.
2: I would say just the fact that you're playing a human, but not a human, and just, yeah, because the computer is your friend. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Paranoia was the one that just, yeah, that's, Mm. and it's weird that Jonathan brought that up. Just, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. Well, mine is basically the entire White Wolf universe, okay, because they Uh, had separate books for each of the different types of vampires. I mean, they had books for you know, uh, werewolves and all their clans. Yeah, they had you know uh, uh, race, Geist. yeah, race, race, race and uh, phase, changelings yeah. and
2: Prometheans uh, right? Uh, hunt and they had even won four humans, the Hunter of the Reckoning.
0: Yeah, right. But they weren't talking about the races in that per se. You right, know, but yeah, I mean, they literally were spending a lot of time saying this: this particular type of creature mm-hmm. is different than the other ones. Even though they're using the same system, and this is why, and this is what they could do that's different. And so they gave there was a lot of choices uh that they had, okay? And uh, you know, and I'm literally talking about dozens and dozens of books, each basically, you know, uh like a, a chapter book on a particular race so oh, yeah you had you know so if you said i really want to play x you know you knew that there was going to be a lot of information in there and a lot of of options available to you within that choice for you to you know and and i think that uh uh ad and d has been playing catch up ever since because yeah because you know, that
1: made me think of like third editions you know complete elven and handbook and complete book of dwarves and Right stuff like that. Right. Like, yes. You to play a dwarf and and getting a handbook just for the dwarves. Yeah, White Wolf definitely makes me think that. Yeah, they got they got to that first.
0: Yeah, they not only got it first. I think they did it better. So uh, yeah, it, I won't argue it, that. And you know uh, because you know the, there's like a zillion. You know most people don't realize that uh, uh, Eric of uh, uh, uh is. Actually an elf the description of their Of that race they're not humans And everything about them is Basically very elvish in description You know kind of an albino, albino Drow is really The closest yeah. thing I would say because they're Very cruel you know they, they Certainly support slavery they they Live aside you know uh, Away from the humans mostly So you know they have a, a, a Very strict um, aristocracy uh, Though I don't remember whether or not the women are in charge like they would be in Drow but anyways I'm just saying though is that the now uh, there was another game system out there that was called Gaskarth Rules that came out very early in, You know, in like, with the basic The original AD&D and Tritac and all those other ones, okay And it was a fantasy world, alright And, um, uh, but they Encouraged you to actually play The monsters, uh, you know Which essentially are other races, okay And they, in the rule system itself, it actually Gave us, you know Detailed rules of saying, okay If so-and-so is Let's, you know, you know, everybody has the same stats But the size of your character Makes a big difference So for example A a, a, a pixie ha- might have a strength of 10 Alright And a giant might have a strength of 10 But because of the mass of the giant And the reach of the giant And the weight of the weapons That therefore a giant would be able to Because they're all scaled up or down okay, uh, A giant does Tremendously more damage Than a pixie would Yeah but a Pixie still could do that. Pixies could still get engaged in you know and, and I was just saying the, the game system itself, you know, encouraged you to, to play that and to do the do the number crunching because there was a lot of it, you know, that allowed you to say this is how fast you can go. You know, and and, and and they didn't basically have like a different sheet for every single race. Basically you take the you took the race, you know, the from the Menagerie or the monster manual or whatever, bestiary, and you worked out that sort of thing. Okay. And you could then steal stuff from historical uh, or other books and things like that for things like cultural stuff for your races. Okay. But I just like the fact that they encouraged you to play, you know, a monster. Okay. Uh, As a culture and as, and you could, it was. Relatively easy for you to accommodate You know, the uh, Those kinds of changes, you know uh, So that, yeah, you, you actually could You actually knew how much damage A pixie-sized dagger would do And you knew how much damage That a, uh, uh, a Warhammer wielded by a Titan would do, and they would be Completely different numbers, you know And it made sense, okay Th- and, I, and I think it was superior In that regard, versus The um, Savage Species Though I love Sp- Savvy Species because it was the only way to play monsters in D&D 3rd uh, edition. Yeah. Uh, because what they would say is that, well, if you're playing this monster, then you get a plus 3 to this, a minus 2 to that, whatever like that. And they would basically, taking humans as their standard, they would deviate you know, using pluses and minuses, and you'd basically have a stat block uh, a, or a, a modification block for each of the races and then you'd go and say, okay, look at all the special abilities that they have. Now we're going to go and take those special abilities and we're going to split them across, you know, however many dice that the, the monster could be. You know, so they might get a lot. If they're a small monster, they get almost all their abilities immediately. I mean, slow dice monster, okay? If they're like a dragon, then you got to split all that damage, fire-breathing Spell casting and possibly
2: character, The character levels Yeah, yeah that, you'd have to split it by character
0: levels and, and come up with that So you know what I'm just saying is that I
2: Or not character levels excuse me racial levels Right are, right yeah. well yeah
0: And they were character levels you know they were safe, Basically they hit dice um, yeah. And so I, I applaud the effort That they made and I think that they really Made it work really so if you're playing D&D third edition this was the This is where you went Okay, but I'm saying is that I thought would say that if you wanted to deal with things that were not even close to being human in size and such, these Yaskar rules were really, really good for working with that, okay? And if you wanted a place where they basically gave you all the options you could possibly want for each of 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 a relatively large set of monsters to play, as PCs. White Wolf uh, game system, I, uh, World of Darkness, I think was best for all of them. Okay, so now uh, let's go back to you, Traf. Have you thought of something? Oh, okay.
2: Um, I would have to agree with World of Darkness then, just I, and and because I had to do the research for uh, Perky Goth and I, another campaign setting we did was Time Lords and Magic, where again, if you go to the Doctor Who wiki, the TARDIS Data core, and you go to the World of Darkness wiki, you're going to find out that the history for these worlds and many facets of them are linked. So I had to do research on World of Darkness, and of course, we, way back in the day here on the podcast, did a World of Darkness in Bureau 13 episode. And just, yeah, there were a lot of races that I had to research and say, you know, me and Perky God said, okay, we can't play this one, not gonna do this one. Yeah, I would have to say World of Darkness. Okay. It just, yeah, Yeah, I I agree with you on that, yeah.
1: I'm about the same on that one. I I, I think all totaled, yeah, White Wolf, they, what's the word I'm looking for, innovative yeah, the idea of non-human player characters. Okay, yeah. Uh, I want to say innovated, but they 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 made it the most. They they were the most successful in the in the gaming industry. Well, That's uh,
0: you know, uh, and, and this is where my lack of of, of actually specific knowledge uh, comes into play because I have heard so many good things about uh, the Sky Realms of Jorin uh, that I feel like I should at least mention them. Because they specifically were a non D and racially populated planet, uh, where the, uh, uh, the no, where the non-human races were in fact in charge, and the humans were you know kind of also ran. So, but you know they uh, you know they put out a bunch of supplements. They've come back a couple of times. Their devotees are very dedicated. So, uh, you Oh, know, no, I, I
2: remember Skyroam's of Jaroon from, like, the mid-'80s. Right, right. So this right, game's right. been out for, like, 40 years now. So,
0: Yeah, and so I'm just saying that, you know, I may be giving them a, a short shrift. And so I just wanted to mention them because that was one that I didn't know enough about after all this time <laughs> to uh, actually... Uh, You know, to make a decision whether it was better than the rest. But it certainly was one that I think if you're looking for a mature game setting with very alien races from each other, yet still working with each other, having an interracial society, that that's something that you should definitely check out.
2: I think they've updated Jerune recently. I think there's like a newer edition. 86, 94 was, oh, it's a computer game. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't look like 94 was the, Number of resources Yeah I think that was The last one
0: So it's out there Yeah if it was for us Trav There wouldn't have been A uh, uh, There wouldn't have been A Bureau 13 And a uh, A and a fringe worthy in the, in the new in the new millennia. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it would everybody would still be playing the 1992. We were still playing it. So yeah. you know we uh, maybe you know maybe. This
2: kind, you know talking about that ninety those 92 books in a sick sort of way sort of leads us to that next question, good sir.
0: <laughs> yes, which game <laughs> has the worst combat experience? <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk some more about it. Yeah, people have said horrible things and. What, and, and, and Trav, it's up to you whether it's justified or not about the tri- the original Tri-Tac system of uh, combat resolution.
2: Oh, oh no. It, okay. Well, and as you know, here on this podcast, we have nothing but love for Tri-Tac games. But there is one thing that in all of my travels, that when it comes to Tri-Tac and those who know, and it, it's almost like God and Devil. Oh, my gosh, these combat games. Uh, Hit charts are so Incredibly detailed and oh My god these combat hit charts Slow down combat so much And it is a double edged sword and Just what was it you get shot in the Pink and you have a 3% chance of Death shock I mean these were And I ran combats and I'm Just like yeah there needs to be a better way As much
0: as I well there was I I Created an updated system that Never got published
2: yeah and it just I, I ran an incursion campaign With the 92 rules and they're just Looking at me, and just like this is the combat system. Oh my gosh! And I showed them the charts, and they're like, "Oh, good lord!"
0: <laughs> yeah. See, I insulated my players from that. Basically, I <laughs> said, "What are you doing?" And then I, I, I at the time, I had all those charts almost memorized, and so it was uh, yeah, just yeah. I just had you know had the little the little tabby things on the pages, or they yeah. had them. Separate you know and just flip 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 You know and and then later on I Actually created a computer character uh, TriTech system Utilities that would allow you To put in that information and Have it generate the result Of any particular combat route You know it it never got so robust That we could basically just go and press the Button and everybody's stuff got Resolved but you know it was yeah, yeah. I, I had it so you could basically go And pick a name that was saved You know and it would automatically say well, this is their primary weapon this is one they're going to be using So it puts in the weapon puts in The bonuses for the range you know You put in the range that the combat taking place at you put in The stats for the the bad guys which Also can be saved you know anyways okay. The point was is that in the worst Case scenario uh you Actually would have had to roll on 13 Separate charts in order to resolve Like a gunshot okay yeah. and You know which that's you know That can take some time okay on the other hand, all right, in in you know in in support of the tri-tech system was is that it was really easy to be horrendously deadly because yeah. if you rolled under half of what you needed in order to hit somebody, you could pick the target, you could pick the spot yeah. on the body. Oh, shot, yeah, yeah. yeah. and you and anybody who was an idiot, okay we go and say, right between the eyes, because, you know... Most, 99%, yeah. 98, can... 98. 98%. Okay, 98, I see? I remember this stuff. 98% wow. death shock, meaning that after the bullet penetrated and hit the soft, gooey part of the brain, okay, you had to roll and see whether or not... you see you rolled that 2% chance to not die, okay? Have your yeah. heart stop from the shock of it hitting your body, okay? Mm-hmm. And then even, and and if that didn't happen, okay, we still had it going through your body, through your brain, possibly out the backside, so it, the, 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 the exit wound Right, and so the amount of damage that you took, also there was a chart that would basically say, here's your chance of death shock from that I just think
2: the, also there was hydrostatic shock. Oh, uh, like, like I said,
0: 13 different sharks yeah. could be hit yeah. by these kinds of things. And excessive blood loss. Yeah. You know, other things like that. So yeah, no, there was for people who wanted that level of detail, it was there. For the rest of us, we all said, well, we're not gonna look at things like that. Okay, because <laughs> that's just you know, but shooting somebody in the brain like that—I mean, almost—they're almost instantly going to drop. Yeah, and I remember one time, you know, and, and the rules in in hand to hand, which. People almost never did because they Found it confusing.
2: Oh no, I did not Like the hand-to-hand rules.
0: Well, if you Had a level 20 in it, which wasn't that Hard to get to, okay, you had Like six attacks So I literally had this martial Artist guy. It wasn't my character, somebody else He basically goes and uh, Runs up to a bunch of guys Who have automatic weapons, and they Raise their automatic weapons to shoot him Okay, you know, and he basically gets Initiative, and he kicks the guns Up out of their hands, all Six of them flying out of their hands over their shoulders like that, and now they're facing him without their guns and and they're like ah yeah
1: <laughs> some yeah. of them turn
0: around or running off trying to pick up their guns again the rest of them Trying to come out of hand to hand but you know he's a martial artist and therefore he's pretty good at blocking and dodging and stuff like that so they're not hit so basically this one guy took out a squad of six guys because his martial arts was good yeah so I'm just saying is it and that didn't require rolling on all that other than he basically hit all of them in the head so he got the caution rolls which made them fall unconscious yeah so I'm just saying is that there if for people who you know there are ways to make the tri-tech system work for you but for people who you know most people especially people who were not you know experienced gms and experienced players if you just did it looking at the examples that were in the book you are going down a rabbit hole that was going to basically take what what would be a literally a Ten second combat into a two Hour session yeah and l- lord Help you if you had more than like Ten bad guys <laughs> Oh god yeah that's why Richard had Quick resolution rules where If you hit you just rolled at a table and He would yep. say yeah he's stunned or You know he uh, uh, He's dead or uh, he's You know he, uh, he drops his weapon You know cries for his mama you know There were <laughs> Just to try to to move that along, but yeah, yeah. That, you know, they, they and like law rules and a lot of those these rules were made in 1980. Okay, yeah. that's that's 40 plus years ago. Okay, they you know they were designed for people who came out of uh, miniatures combat who were used to spending all day resolving a very tiny piece of time in an exacting way. You know, yeah. and and so people today would not be happy with those. That's why in 2000 we said let's go and try to come out with a version that uses the uh, OGL, you know, that yep. uses uses um, D twenty Modern. Those combats ran tons faster. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. you know, and you and you got to leverage all the other, all the books that were out there, all the combat options, all the player options that were available, oh, 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 yeah. and and and, and <laughs> you know, which caused Trav to create the 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 folders of folders which so. has
2: survived like Bruce saw them oh god this is like probably the fifth laptop that i've just transferred why not and yeah, yeah
0: okay no. and-
2: and it just yeah it the tritech as i said we mean no disrespect to it. it's just those charts
0: well as i said yeah, it was yeah. it was a product of its time yeah, and and that, like i said was- i created a, a set rules that i've run very successfully that streamlined that sort of thing using the same system but basically sl- making enough modifications though everything was streamlined so yeah. you know it was it, it worked great uh, so you know and I really hope, had hoped that Richard would give me the green light to go ahead and use that system, but he never did. You know, I mean, for him to adopt it, but he never right. did. So, you know, they they now are using like a, a another system, I believe, uh, is being promoted by um, uh, TriTech Limited, but um, I, I'm not sure what what it is because pretty much everything that's been coming out from them has been essentially, uh, you know. Not the resolution uh, mechanics. You pick that, whatever system you want. Uh, and it's it's more like you know campaign uh, guides and things like that. Yeah.
2: Well, Mel Mel was working on a new system and just play testing got bogged up and just yeah. And It'll do that. Yeah. yeah Well I mean real life things have happened Where I'm not getting reports from Mel or the other players about Well we did this with the campaign And yeah yeah. So that it real attacks of life I call it But sure. yeah there was a new system I want to say it's a D100 system And I forget the exact name But I think it is based on percentiles
0: Well I'm so. pretty sure it had the word zero in it somewhere Yeah But uh, yeah. okay Alright so uh, how about you Jonathan What do you consider to be the absolute worst system
1: In your experience uh, uh-huh. I mean I mean TriTech is definitely up there but cuz I mean I never used the full combat system when I was running it actively uh from the 92 edition I always I think I tried one game where I used it and then I kind of just shifted over to just saying right, did you did you succeed on your accuracy roll okay you hit I'll just take off that much hit point I only ever you went through the tables if they were intentionally trying to like use a a called shot or a sniper hit and even then it was only just to see okay you're trying to hit them in the head how much damage that was about it um outside of that the one that I won't call it bad I won't call it worst I'll say it would it took me a learning Curve to figure out was what um, I've talked about a lot recently was the cortex system okay. because it's n- it's not a combat system so much as a conflict resolution system where it took me a while to kind of get it over like if I you know if I'm a player and I say I want to punch this guy in the face me and the the storyteller will do a contested role and if I succeed I punch them in the face and that, that sounds just, that sounds pretty easy <laughs> that is easy except for the fact that it's not just I punch them in the face and do damage I've succeeded in taking them out. It's very quick, but it took me a while to realize because if I don't win or even if the storyteller wants to keep going, you can kind of keep rolling after the first roll and, and kind of raise the stakes and go higher and higher. And it took me a while to kind of get used to that idea of like, oh, yeah, this initial roll isn't the end all be all of this fight because it's it's meant to be not a, you know, you're resolving an action. You're resolving the whole fight with a set of rolls all in one go. And it took me a while to kind of get that into my head from coming from like Dungeons and Dragons and try to where it's always done in rounds and, and turns and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, these blocks of time, you know, because Cortex is a much more flowy narrative game, it's about, all right, I want to take out these five guards. All right. And you're going to roll your three dice against my five dice. Who gets the higher number? You did? All right. You took out five of the guards. You want to tell us how you did it? I mean, that kind of, it, it's, it, I, I enjoy So it somebody now. has to
0: narrate at that point, huh? Eh.
1: It, I, it's, it's not you have to, but it's expected to, because it's 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 one of those things where it's like, well, how did you take out five guards? I mean, did you use your combat prowess? Did you did you fast talk your way? You're like, what did you roll to to get this number? And that again, it just took me a little bit of time to kind of shift my thinking over to that style of play. But I know again, so I many people bad, that but...
0: would be run screaming into the night at that point mm-hmm. because yeah. they're like, "What do you mean you don't know how I did it or what the effects were? You tell me how you yeah, did it."
1: Yeah, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> "I don't want to." Have to do that. It, it, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I, it, and that's just the thing I've learned about Cortex in general is that if you're dealing with people who aren't used to coming up with their own stories and they just want, the game master to do all the storytelling. It can be rough getting those people used to Cortex. <laughs> sounds like yeah. sounds
0: like my Monday frisbee game. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And and I, I I even go and say, so tell me what just happened. <laughs> They're like, what? I said, no, yeah, I, I, you just did this I, amazing thing. You rolled a twenty seven on a four sided die. Surely you, you <laughs> something must have come to mind of what happened there. So. Even if it's just a light from the heavens. Come on, come up with something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he! Swung his sword, and the hilt, you know, got too close, and literally scooped his eyeball out. (laughs) It's like talking about getting dark, right? (laughs) Okay, so so you think that's the worst combat experience then?
1: Again, I don't think. The Cortex was the worst. It was just it took me the longest to get used to. For, but again, this is for me. This is somebody coming from like second edition D&D, third edition D&D, TriTac so, games that yeah. were very much turn-based and it's kind of moved on to a more flowy narrative narrative
2: cinematic, yeah.
1: Cinematic <laughs> style. It took me a while to kind of ca- Now that now I'm actually quite I won't say used to it. I'll say I'm I'm better acquainted with it. Mm-hmm. Um and now it's my challenge is just finding players who can get yeah. But nowadays, it seems like the younger players, the, the kids who are growing up watching, like, say, Critical Role, where Matthew Mercer, it, like, Anytime he finishes a fight, whoever dealt the killing blow, he has them narrate how they do it. Um, And I think that's helping at least this newer generation of gamers get used to the more narrative style of play and and just the games that are coming out now as well. Uh We're seeing more narrative cinematic styles that that are kind of making us old geezers who are used to our turns and our actions, making us a little obsolete. (laughs) I remember when, yeah uh i I love
0: i love your old geezer voice that's funny i've been working on it for 48 years and i'm only 40 so you inherited some of this
2: i got this from my grandpa
0: all right and he
2: not bad young and not bad
0: yeah okay well i uh in my opinion uh the worst combat experience uh Overall has been Hero Games
2: Oh, Champions and all that yeah. Champions
0: was the precursor It was then codified as Hero Games I think yep. they've had at least 6 editions now yep. I kind of stopped at edition 5.5 5. Yeah, The I revised 5th edition <laughs> This was the book that was thick enough to stop a bullet
2: Oh yeah, black <laughs> cover with the hero symbol yeah. Oh yeah, yeah Now,
0: okay, again, to be fair Most of the book is about Various abilities That, how you codify it Into the game, okay But, you know, so that therefore When you, you know, when you do something Okay, uh, this is how You know how you can, how much Well, basically, the, the, the there were three things you could do. Okay. You could, uh, uh, you could incapacitate somebody by using what was called non, it was things that didn't cause damage. uh, uh you, you couldn't avoid it, non avoidable types of attacks. Okay. You know, things like, uh, a- a- grappling attacks and, yeah. and, uh, stuff like that. There was, uh, uh, There was damage causing it, which uh, attacks with you know the other ones, and uh, and and there were psychic attacks, which are also kind of like that. But uh, the main thing was is that you, you all your abilities in some way translated into an attack that was made on an opponent, and depending upon what it was, it would either cause them. Actual physical harm, or it would cause them to, loo- to uh, lose to um, lose exhaustion. Uh, you know, uh, they they, they have. Oh no, I
2: remember the stats. Stunning yep. body. Yep. Yeah.
0: So uh, stamina okay is, is the term you're, uh so essentially you know if you did like a certain kind of attack let's say you fired a, the classic firebolt at somebody okay they get hit they've got a you know they've got a score that's their physic their physical their energy defense and their physical defense their physical defense doesn't affect energy at all so the firebolt basically bypasses their physical defense and it, and their it, and in their energy defense goes against the, the amount of dice of damage that you just rolled. So, you know, you might have a number. Let's say it's 40, all right? They have a physical defense of 10. Uh, I'm sorry, they have an energy defense of 10. That means 30 energy hits them and goes off their stamina, brings it down, all right? If it gets to zero, then they start taking damage, physical damage from that. But we're not done yet, because every six you roll on your energy attack, unless you specifically says that it doesn't do this,
2: Stun only. Yes, yeah, stun, uh, stun yep.
0: only. It causes it causes physical damage. So let's say you rolled uh, ten dice, okay, and that turned into that forty energy thing. But maybe uh, a third of them, you got sixes, okay. So now that caused three body three damage. Body. Three body really stun. Three body. Except yep. it goes against your physical defense. So that might be able to absorb that and. So you're okay, uh, which makes sense because most of these attacks, you're not supposed to, you know, things like that are not supposed to hurt people long term. Now, you if you used a gun, which is designed to do lethal attacks, then whatever you get, like a couple of dice, but then you multiply that times some number, and that's the amount of body that that thing does. The killing
2: does, attack power. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It basically, oh, yeah. so you might roll like 17, you know, set, uh, uh Seventeen body wow. attack. They might have a physical defense of again, let's say ten. That means that seven body go against them. Most people don't have a ton of body. No. And they might actually die from this. So, and you, you know, and and again, and, there's there's all the non non normal uh, NN like non normal attacks and oh and indeed l- oh, man, no no normal all. defense yeah. no normal defense meaning that like gas attacks or yep. uh grappling attacks or psychic attacks or flashbang attacks or stun attacks those all are treated completely differently okay and yes you can attack somebody with your mind and they have a mental defense so you have and and somebody when you're making a character had to slice and dice their building points To come up with a character... That, you know, usually was strong in one, maybe two of these areas But never in all the different areas So they were always vulnerable So, you, you know, so the the poor GM had to deal with, you know, all these different variations You know, yeah. and if you had like six people playing the, the people they were playing were basically They weren't like in D&D where you've got, you know, you've got like a monster He's got like a couple of attacks And, you know, he's got hit points and, and that's it You basically... They're like another character they, yes. they You build your enemies in heroes The same way you build characters the, and thing with,
2: the thing with Hero It is a math and tactics game That's what it, Because you got the hex maps And you have to be good at math In order to get all the, the points right Because it's a point build system And I want to say And Hero System Champions Is what me and my original gaming group Cut their teeth on That's one of the games that we bypass Second edition D&D on was hero system uh-huh. we had a long running hero system a champions campaign going it's like three years just kept okay new character that and yeah you had it was math and tactics and we jerry gentry who worked with me he was one of my play testers for uh bureau 13 ogl he was the guy who made our characters because he made them yeah mathematically the tightest
0: right well it was the hardest part of <clears throat> of hero games was actually making the characters. They were they yeah. they they sold character you know computer character generators to make it doable for most yeah. people, okay? Yes. I mean because not everybody had you know some nerdy whiz guy to do to, ha- to do build the characters for them. I I always made the simplest characters because you know of this how hard it was and and, yeah, and the most the most ridiculous and the and basically probably the most advanced character i ever made was one that was specifically designed Around no normal defense I made Spaghetti Man the living linguini.
2: Oh yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just Just to mess you know with The the bad guys and stuff like that Just like you know he, this guy is with Ropey throwing ropes of Spaghetti at people and, and Stuff like that and slinging himself up Walls because he just used It like a, a grappling hook and stuff
2: Swinging the swinging power and Oh yeah I had all that oh, stuff yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So, but I'm just saying, is that you know the GMs they they first of all you know it it it, without the character generator, the GM had to basically you know really be on top of their game to make sure that people accident I'm going to use say accidentally did not over overpower their character by doing it wrong. I'm saying is that this was a game where it was so easy to make a mistake and make a character that was. Unbalanced, you know it was the, yeah. the points didn't add up I was constantly taking characters For the, the new characters that came in You know, before I, I built this char- Got this character generator And I was having to fix them Constantly having to fix them for the players because, And they were like, why is it wrong? And I'm like, this is why And they're like giving me the, you know Whatever, Bruce, you know Just say you don't like me, go ahead
2: <laughs> But what, but yeah, but it's like, well, I want this character concept, and I want this. It's like, I'm sorry, this is you have to get the points to get to that point. You can't start off. Yeah,
0: or, or we shot
2: one kill. Right, yeah. or
0: we had to say, okay, that means that everybody has to take an additional 25 building points to, so that you can play the character you want to play. They all have to be more powerful because yeah. you are so powerful, you know, and you know, and
2: and, and with champions, you had to build all your. <laughs> If you were just the punisher, you still had to build that gun with the points. Okay, it's a killing attack. It's an obvious accessible focus. It did this, and it does fired, and... Oh no! I as I said, this was the game that I cut my teeth on, and because I ran the campaigns, okay. Bruce has game with me. He, he did the the Pokemon thing, and it, yeah. Hero System is where I made all the mistakes to get where I was now. I messed up the strengths, okay, because of how uh, Champions One, Two, and Three were printed originally—the original three books. Um, the way the graphics was laid out, I really messed up the strength scale, and it's like, oh yeah, collab. Colossus was supposed to have an 80, you know, they have the old, oh, convert Marvel superheroes to hero games, and it's it was in one of the Adventures clubs. I misread that um, conversion, and Colossus would have like, and it was like a five-digit strength. And Jerry looks at me and goes, what did you do? How, what, what is this? No, you should have this, 75 or 80. And I said, see, this is in the mathematics I said, no, you're reading that wrong. And so,
0: yeah, just, well, this I is made why a I, lot of mis- Yeah, this yeah. is why I'm saying it, okay? I'm saying is that yeah. first you had to have an a- an accurately built you know Care. Okay, that would make sense. So you weren't, you basically were appropriately powered for yeah. the campaign you were running. You were
2: within that the, the okay. point total given by the GM. Yes, right.
0: But so, but also, so it'd be appropriate for the game. Otherwise, either you're gonna you're you're gonna be ineffective, or you're gonna just wipe the floor with everybody. Okay, neither of which is fun for anybody right. else who you're playing with. You might think it's the greatest thing since sliced cheese. Okay.
2: Okay. I I, I think more. I'm not doubting what you say. It's just it's not. So so much the combat its character creation is the problem well yeah
0: but it feeds into the combat yeah. what yeah. and, and, and there's so much nerdiness in the combat that i'm just saying that you know it's, yeah. it, it it there is no narrative <laughs> You know, yeah. The no, narrative a, disappears as soon as a
2: math and tactics game in
0: the. Yeah, AHS. yeah, and <laughs> and that's one reason why I think that you know when I said something, which game has the worst combat experience? It's like you want your combat experience to be you know uh, at least you know exciting, but when you're sitting down there pulling your calculators out, and, yep. <laughs> and rolling dice and. Separating out the sixes from the other ones, so you know how many, you know yeah. how many how many lethal damage you were dealing Stunted
2: body you do you
0: right, you know. know, and making sure the person has has that on their character sheet correctly, so you know. Uh, anyways, you know the uh, I, I thought that was a very very hard, you know. I mean, like I said, I ran an entire campaign of it. It was four yeah, color. So sorry, yeah. It was four color. Oh, yeah. Same you know, we here. Did, so I'm just saying, it's not like you can't do it. You know, I'm just saying though, is that it was a real challenge because you know, and and, oh. and, and the sad thing was that everybody wanted to get to that combat. It was the that was supposed to be the fun thing, and everyone read the comics. You know, it's it's all about getting up and and duking it out and stuff. So <coughs> yep. everybody wanted to get to that, but when you got there, this is I was always very surprised that. Since they had the character generator That stored the characters That they didn't have a, a, another program That actually ran the combat for you Yeah But then you get these people like I want to roll the dice with my own hands You know, and kind of thing so. Well,
2: there is a visceral thrill Well, I've got... Uh you know it's those brick of 36 six-siders in the little square container with the plastic bottom that's what you get for champions that's that I'm sorry that that brick of D6s in the little plastic kind of rectangular clear plastic container that's for champions. yeah i don't now, know of any other game that uses that many
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> yes you do it's it's uh called Shadowrun
2: i think i may have played that once okay Maybe.
0: shadow i'm see i was waiting for you guys to mention shadowrun you know and because shadowrun is is known for carrying bags of dice You know, with dice They have dice pools, okay And yeah. <laughs> you just, you roll You know, sometimes dozens If not, you know, close to a hundred Dice, you know uh, In your attack, your opponents are doing The same thing, They're, we're Knocking out each other's dice Based upon what we rolled You know, and then finally you Come down to a smaller number and then You say, okay, this is what happened And, I mean, it was a dice and it, I mean, Chesick must have made so much money off that game. Okay. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. And you
0: know, and, and the you know, and, and I know there's people who just absolutely love Shadowrun, but I bet it isn't the dice pooling business. That they loved. I think that they love, that's they love the, the fact that they're Playing elves In a In a In a cyberpunk future You yeah. know that I think that's what They really love about it So But uh, But even so As bad You know I would say that That You know Wasn't as bad As 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 uh, <laughs> Hero. As Hero System I would say that And I played Hero System When it was Champions I played yep. it later on So I haven't played it Since 5.5 5. So I, I, I don't know What's love, happened since
2: I would love uh, Yeah 6th edition I just looked at it I think I may have have a copy within the folders and i'm just like no they've 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 gone for it It, it, not that it's so unfamiliar to me i if i do ever a hero system campaign and get some one of my and it's going to be saturday and sunday because i love carrie dearly but her being the power gamer i do not it it, is she i have to throw characters against her in ogl that are uber powerful because i don't want to get her with champ so this is going to be either my saturday or sunday game that i do champions with Right. I will do the revised fifth edition.
0: Yeah. I, I you know, I, if someone said they wanted to play a four color game. I, I would say like Mutants and Masterminds. Yeah. Or some, and, and I'm not up on all the different superhero games. So I'm really, I, I, right. I, I only know that because I have a copy of it. So there, I know there's other ones like Valorant and, and all those ones that came out from White Wolf. So, yeah. I mean, I just,
2: yeah, Aberrant and, yeah, the, yeah, aberrant D twenty. I have that. That one I like. But yeah, just hero. That was my biggest problem. If you weren't good at math or tactics, then it was boring. Yeah, in character creation and in combat, and just yeah. And so
0: yeah, your combat yeah. versus my shield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we and and, and you know, all this all the smart people took flying or. <laughs> they, took, they took teleportation. Yeah. So they could, they could like move, move, you know, someone closed on them, they could move out. Yeah. So yep. there are definitely some go to tactics there. All right. Let's move on to, which we've already kind of talked about because we were talking about, you know, uh, 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 when we were talking about Hero. What game has the worst character generation process? not the one that has the worst characters but the actual process of making a character oh which... no
2: you listed you listed the one right off the bat there just that was is that the yeah. one
0: you wanted you, <laughs> you want to claim oh that?
2: yes and okay now we understand that traveler is I think traveler might have been the first sci-fi game
0: it it well it, it was I think that uh metamorphosis Alpha predated it but as far as really being uh, uh ca- supposedly capturing the minds of the of the players Traveler was the first one
2: Yeah And it was a wonderful, It's a venerable game Heck they have a, a A OGL D20 version Which I use For like There's like generation. Four
0: different vert yeah. Systems That Traveler there's Has like, been released under
2: like Traveler Mega Traveler 2300 AD And then what they call TD20 But the reason Why the 1977 Traveler had the worst character generation process. You roll through random events. You roll through, oh, I am part of an uh, uh, my prior history. And it's like, okay, I am on a ground based army on this world. And all of a sudden you go through, okay, I'm in my fifth term. So I'm like 30 something. And you roll a mishap. What do you mean I died in a shuttle explosion? They actually. At had least it to.
0: was a quick death.
2: Well, yeah. It, okay. It, it, big picture Bruce over here. Yeah. But it's the fact that you can die during. <laughs> (laughs) Character generation.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, not only that, but they made it so it was uh, it was actually you were gambling with your life because if you wanted really really good stuff in character generation, you didn't just take the basic go through you know take a take a, a tour with the with the navy and you're done. No, you went on multiple tours. Yes. Okay. I mean, you if you. If you manage not to die Okay You could end up like a rear admiral Before you yes. checked out At like 50 years of age And yes. with your own little shuttle And stuff like that But how many characters How many characters did you go through Who died before you reached that character I have died I don't I don't
2: fire the Yeah, accident. I
0: have no idea And this yeah. was all The no, the GM has not been involved yet. This is purely you creating that character. You're rolling your <laughs> dice on charts.
2: Okay, I will speak that Traveler has fixed this. Again, I use Traveler D20 to summon up, especially in games of a military nature, like if I run a Robotech game or I run you know, a Star Trek game, I will use the Traveler D20 player's handbook to do character prior history. And through that, you can get a character, yeah, you're about 50 and you might be 7th to ninth level to start. Fine. They have thankfully, thank and being raised Catholic, doing the cross symbol here, describing it since it's an audio medium, that they have a mishap chart that at the most you might lose a couple ability points, or you get drummed out of the service, or you get arrested and there is a convict um history occupation where yeah, you spend four years in prison, you gotta roll for a parole role, but you don't die in character creation so they have fixed that i
0: i would admit now you know now that years have gone by that you know uh that that was you know uh i I, i've only played traveler a couple of times though i've tried to play traveler quite a few more uh but i finally said enough of this and every time i got the death result i just ignored it and re-rolled so I ended up with a character that was pretty, you know, was pretty well-developed, might have had a couple of prosthetic limbs. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, because th- other things can Happen to you besides death, okay yeah. And that's where I went with So, you know, and I, you know, I mean and, I, and that way I just basically made One pass through the book Deciding when I was going to stop Basically wanting a care- knowing from the GM what power level I Needed to be at in order to be Comparable to the other players yeah. So I just kept going through the various Things until I reached it, you know So that, uh, uh, and at least it lets You do that, but yeah, I did have to. To cheat and re-roll anytime I got a death result which happened at least once in the in the in the character I built so uh, so yeah and it's <laughs> and then we, and then we played uh, I think one session else, which is another good reason not yeah you, know, you might not want to do all that <laughs> so how about you Jonathan what do you have as your... that's not my worst example by the way what do you have Jonathan for your worst again
1: example? I'm kind of gonna be a, a, a bit of a coward and not say that this was my worst experience as far as character creation but it definitely made yeah. me pull my hair out and it's from the yeah. the gm's position and that's gurps
0: yeah come on show me you know, point on the doll where the where the <laughs> where the where the bad <laughs> where st-
1: steve jackson wh- hurt you where, where <laughs> steve jackson when hurt steve you jackson hurt me. in my brain that's where it hurt because i mean number one as much as I have no major problem playing in an established setting, I always want to play in my own settings. That's that's the deal. And and again, using like the example, I I think I mentioned this in the past, where I tried to run um, Bioshock in Gerps in the Bioshock setting. Uh huh. Yeah, I think you. Trying to. trying to 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 look through not just the base. Uh, traits and that's really what it was the traits and quirks available yeah in your setting as the as the game master trying to figure out okay which traits and, and quirks can they select for their characters and then looking through just the base uh handbook the base character creation handbook and then pulling out the high-tech handbook because uh, this was kind of high-tech and then pulling out the biotech handbook because this this is bioshock so you know Genetic engineering was a part of it. And then deciding, well, none of this has any, a, an accurate way of what I think Adam, how Adam should work. So I create my own trait and try and balance it according to what's already in the book. Oh, it hurt my brain.
2: Well, I, I think GURPS, they, they want you to do, yeah, we give you these campaigns. Making your own setting, I think, is what does it. you got to sit there and come up with your own quirks, your own advantages, your own disadvantages.
0: If yeah. it's that
2: exact of a setting. Which yeah, is of course I what think, we yeah.
0: had to do when we created the uh, uh, the D twenty edition of, uh, of Fringeworthy
2: yeah, and uh, Bureau the, thirteen. The new feats, the templates for um, the advanced and, classes. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could yeah, see, but where, that's yeah. the
1: thing you were you were creating a something to be released, and and as opposed to just one guy trying to create a setting for his own players that was that was that was what made me hurt my brain well yeah. okay I, i've i've played other like a uh, big eye small mouth yeah um Desm. um and oh, yeah. yeah and coming up with the the traits and abilities for that might have been is easier because it is anime themed so yeah. by setting for there was anime themed so i guess maybe it was a little bit easier but yeah it GURPS is such a much bigger and more complicated game that it was trying to come up with my own traits in that. as And again, as the game master, not even looking at it from the piece player perspective of trying to create a character, trying to create the rules for the character creation was what hurt my brain with herbs. Yeah.
0: Yes, listeners, uh, please uh, uh, look uh, uh, for our episode on playing your game as an anime, which we, we did <laughs> quite a few years back. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, uh, I guess I go last, and uh, I would say that uh, my experience, you know, was—I mean, I, I had bad experience with, with Traveler, uh, you know. But since you've already mentioned, I'm going to mention another one, which I think is okay. almost as as egregious, or maybe more, and that was the uh, second edition FASA. Star Trek RPG. This, uh, this particular character generation system essentially takes a poor, you know, full of trust person. <laughs> person race. <laughs> okay, you pick your race. You know, and apply. You know, and apply, And basically, it's it's a it's a D one hundred system. And uh, and you you basically take your character uh, and you, you you go into Starfleet. Okay, I think they had the option of of being in like the Merchant Marine first, but I don't I don't I don't think so. You go into Starfleet, you you go into the academy, and you uh, before you start, of course, you you take your basic skills and some hobbies and things like that. Then you go into that, and you go through the training, and at which point they give you you know uh, you you get scored um, you know on it. And they give you a certain amount of points, which you then can only put in certain areas. Okay, <laughs> you know, depending upon what you say you're at. Okay, uh, then uh, so you essentially you haven't graduated from Starfleet. No, no, no. Then you start going out on your cadet cruises. Cadet cruises. Thank you very much. Okay. Of which there's 3. So <laughs> so you try to survive your cadet cruises. At the end of each one, the you know, your captain basically gives you a rating, which is a die roll, and depending upon that rating, you get points that you can then put into uh, you know, specific areas. Okay, um, and you know, and, and you do this like three times, okay, and then fi- and then I think you have one final cruise after you, you graduate all that, which is like your you know you know which is the one that takes you from you know either makes you an ensign or takes you from it, it can promote you a little bit higher than that. Okay. And at which point, and only at that point, I believe, can you actually take some of those points and put them anywhere you want. So the end result for my character was I was playing a Klingon. I was psychic. I had psychic powers, nope, which was really rare. Yeah. And I was an ash because I had to keep putting my points in the direct, you know, I went into the command crew uh, track. Okay. I kept. Putting my points into navigation, I was one of like the top 3 navigators in the entire galaxy. I'm a freaking graduate <laughs> from Starfleet Academy. And with a little bit of experience, and I'm better than people who've been out here for 60 or hundreds of years depending upon their lifespan, on ships, okay? I'm so good that, I mean, you want, you know, it's like, you know, how close to the black hole do you want to come out of warp? I'll put you there, all yeah. right? Yeah. Remember I said it was that this was a percentage game, okay? Well, you know, you had all those points you were getting. Which seemed like an awful lot until you started adding them to your character Are now, you know, anything that isn't in your primary track You have very few of those <coughs> so If you're lucky, you're able to, you know, double up on like your your hobby skills And things like that way back from when you first started The end result was I had a character that could do one thing super, super good And almost everything else I had a character that sucked. I mean, I had maybe a one in three chance of doing my second best thing in uh, under normal conditions, like someone shooting at you or just trying to shoot a target, you know, or trying to like do some medical care on somebody or whatever. I basically was incompetent to do anything but my primary role on the ship.
2: Your navigation skill was almost like a savant ability. Yeah,
0: it was amazingly high yeah yeah and and, yeah. and and the whole thing with the psychic that was separate that was like an add-on that got they decided to go that route and I got extra stuff in there and I had points and that was great because that was something nobody else could do so even if I did it badly it was like the dancing bears it doesn't matter how bad <laughs> the, the bear dances it's the the fact that the bear dances at all so you know I had that you know and I'm just saying but other people would go like the you know Go the route of uh, security, and they were like, you know, let's shoot the, you know, the grape off the top of the hummingbird a mile away. But they could, they they couldn't fix a minor, da- minor damage to the shuttle, for example. Okay, they they couldn't they couldn't navigate from one end of the solar system to the other. And this right. was true. Of, so this was true of every character was there. You had to have six people in your game just so you'd have one person who could do. it Whatever the essential engineering, role was,
2: helm, navigation, yeah. communication, science, medical. Yeah, yeah, you
0: had to have medical, you had to have engineering, you had to have, uh, uh, like I said, you know, helm or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was just, you know, it was, and so as a result, was that you know, we, we played one really one adventure and we decided to stop playing because nobody was happy with their characters, yeah. So, you know. The, the, you know, the the actual And, you know, of course A lot of page flipping back and forth Trying to figure out exactly what you were doing But, yeah, I ended up with I mean, I basically ended up with a character That was probably the best you could possibly be You know, I mean, without side of being just pure Let me put the maximum scores That I could possibly get for everything I rolled very well And I still ended up with this character That essentially was, um, you know, kind of broken The, yeah. wrong, the wrong way Okay <laughs> So, but like I said, if you wanted, if you wanted to needed to go someplace, I could I could tell you how to get there. I couldn't make the ship fly there. I that that was my secondary ability. I could be a helmsman, but you know, but you know, I and and so that whole Star Trek thing where you see the guys changing places occasionally, you know that that still happened. But um, I'm just saying is that once I got off the bridge, I was pretty much uh, uh, in desperate straits. And most, yeah. most people were the same way, you know. They they uh, depending on what they what they were really good in their one little area. So that's my worst character experience. All right. Well, that's all the time and the questions we have. So you know. A lot of these games we talked about they were they were in the past and the good news is is that some of the a lot of the more modern games don't have these problems. So I would recommend that for whatever game you want to play, whatever genre, you go and look at the latest games that are coming out for that because you might find that they are, you know, so much friendlier
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> to the GM and player alike because, you know, it, uh, they have benefited from Forty to fifty years of trial and and uh, crash and burn that many of these systems have gone through. I applaud the fact that uh, Traveler has has been willing to come out with so many different versions of itself you know and uh, it, it, for all the people who cried foul i'm glad that Cole cthulhu did the same thing and came out with a d20 edition for itself yep. so mm-hmm. you know so anyways uh thanks everybody for listening to us if you have some other questions you'd like us to talk about feel free to post them to uh fans of uh, Gaming on the Frontier On Facebook Or send an email to uh, any of us You can uh, on uh, Either through uh, Podbean where uh, this is hosted Or uh, anywhere else That you can get a hold of us We're not that hard to find And we'd be glad to add your your, your comments and, and talk about it in future episodes Oh yeah And we'll have more like this And so many other topics But you'll have to wait Until next week. So, until then, this is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there. So, go explore them.
2: And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun.
0: Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license, no commercial reproduction, and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast.
2: Hi, this is Trav from the TravCast. You can listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on DementiaRadio.org. Also, The Professor and I are each now on Twitch. For me, it's twitch.tv slash trav31369, Mondays 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern with campaign notes. The Professor is at twitch.tv slash Professor Pixie. Please check her page for time and date.